Welcome to the Whole Indie Show, your home for your weekly slice of indie goodness. So it's natural that I ask myself, is this a risk I'm willing to take? And the answer, absolutely. If you know something about me, you know that I am trying to change the wave of the future. Jesus was change with Innocence, once lost, can never be regained. Darkness, once gazed upon, can never be lost. All things truly wicked start from innocence. Because I want to see you, see me, smash her. Come and play. What I want is Brian Danielson's head on a stick. This is my challenge to everybody on the independent scene, and that's to fly. Try to be the best in the world. With your hosts, Sandro Latelpa. And Ashley Richardson. And hello everybody, welcome to, can't even remember what number this is, but we're getting close to an anniversary, probably, I think is next week, if you go by the figures, so welcome to the whole indie show, Sandra is here with me, Ashley, yeah, I did that complete, sorry, this intro is going to be very weird because we're recording this on the aftermath of the hottest day that the UK's had for about 10 years in the stuffiest room that I can think of. And of course, you know, being that my house is so crazy, there is no fan, so... uh, uh, I might be turning a dark shade of red by the end of this, due to the amount of heat. Hopefully, it isn't that hot in uh, New York, is it, Sandra? Uh, It's been hot the last couple of days, but uh, it's also been uh, muggy, uh, there's been like some rain every once, uh, like last couple of days as well, like in between. But it's, uh, it's actually refreshing, actually. So can't complain too much. Dream of rain. Rain came. Everybody would go outside and go, ah, oh, it's nice and refreshing. <laughs> but then again, I guess feeling out of breath and everything is appropriate for this weekend. And it's only fair that it starts off this part and probably ends this part depending how it goes with news from PWG so aside from everything that happened at the show which we'll get to and boy will we get to uh, PWG have made announcements regarding the next couple of shows first up the next one coming which is Tremendous 4 which is is it July 24th, is it? It's at some point in July. Yeah, I think it's July 24th. Yes, at some point uh, this month. On a fr- I think it's a Friday. But uh, the one match that was rumoured to be happening, uh, the rumours were true. And Sandro, uh, I-, I guess you got worked. Because you said last week, 
Young Bucks are not taking any PWG bookings. Turns out they are going to be taking on Angelico and Jack Evans. Well, they Angelico, I should say. Well, well, they said that they weren't going to take it, so I just took their word for it. So <laughs> no, I'm happy that they're going to be a part of the you know the next uh, anniversary show. So that's very it's going to be a very fun match, especially with the team of Jack Evans and Angelico. So you know, a lot of uh, high spots and uh, flips galore. Yeah. Um... In a very, very interesting match as well. We've got Speedball Mike Bailey taking on Chris Hero. Uh, we've also got uh, Candice and Joey teaming up once again to take on Team Tremendous. Don't know if that, is that a rematch from? No, it can't be a rematch from DDT. Did they face each other back before? No, because Team Tremendous debuted in DDT, didn't they? Yeah. So, it's the first time, possibly, ever. I'm trying to think if they've gone head-to-head in uh, CCW or Beyond or anything. Can't think off the top of my head. Either way, the, the one I left all last is a biggie. Because apparently, Dragon Gate Japan is having a special showcase on the next PWG show. Because it's going to be Ricochet versus Akira Tozawa. Mm-hmm. Which, that didn't that match happen um, towards the start of the year? Or was it last year? When they went, did they, was it them that battled over the, I uh, can't remember which belt it was, Dreamgate? Yeah, it might have been. I'm sure there are plenty of encounters for them. So aside from that, uh, we now have the full list of the competitors for Battle of Los Angeles. And can we technically call this the Battle of Los Angeles? Because in all honesty, this is the Battle of Anywhere But Los Angeles. This is as, in- this is as international as this tournament's ever been, hasn't it, Sandra? Oh, yeah, I'll agree. One quarter of the talents are, hang on, uh, one, two, three, four. Yeah, six of the 24 are British. I'd say another four or five are Mexican. We've got, you know, well, let's go through. So on top of what we already knew, the 10 we listed last week, which was Osprey, Scroll, Thatcher, Bailey, Hero, Busick, Andrews, Cage, Ricochet, and Tommy End. We have number 11, Trevor Lee. Number 12, Pentagon Jr. Number 13, Drew Gulak. Number 14, Angelico. Number 15, Trent. Number 16, Andrew Everett. Number 17, Phoenix. Uh, 18, Rich Swan. 19, Jack Evans. 20, Drago. Uh, Matt Seidel, number 21. Number 22 is Aerostar. Number 23 is Zack Sabre Jr. And number 24 is Drew Galloway. Yes, this is definitely Battle of the World. (laughs) That entire weekend. It's going to be insane. This is definitely topping last year's tournament. And it hasn't even started yet, but that lineup is just 
insane. And in case you're wondering, because you heard Trent being mentioned, uh, why no Chuck? I've got a feeling that I... You know, I looked into it because they've got a show coming up uh, next weekend, but it's sort of between recording, so we're going to preview it later. Global Force is running all that weekend over the three days at the end of August, so I'm kind of thinking he might be booked there, which is a shame because, you know, you got to have Chuck Taylor commentary. It's It's... It's not the same for PWG. Although, it looks like we might have found a very good replacement because the main event of uh, Mystery Vortex that we'll get to later was co-commentated by a certain Ethan Page. So I, I think I think we might have our new... Uh, we might have our new top uh, co-commentator with Excalibur. I'm kind of a bit disappointed that uh, Paige is on the, isn't a part of Ebola. I was kind of hoping he would be. But, um, but I'm sure he will be a part of that weekend. He'll probably be involved in the, you know, one of the non-tournament matches in some form. Spots could open up if there's injuries, so... Well, of course. Because you don't know what's going to happen in the next couple of months. Plus, um, I'm trying to think. I'm not sure whether he's... Because I don't know what the schedule is for Alpha One and uh, the other stuff he's involved with. Well... As to whether he'd be busy. Obviously, Night One's that entire first round. And, like, second or third night, they're going to add, like, some buffer matches in between. And they'll probably add them in. Yeah, there's certainly a slot there, definitely. But there'll be, there'll be plenty of slots. Also, Willie Mack. <laughs> yeah, he has not been brought back, which is just very surprising. Very, very surprising. But nonetheless, I mean, again, this lineup is insane. You got talents from AAA. You have talents from the UK, and of course, the core. Uh, PWG talent, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Um, Although, and another, another name that's missing here that's high profile, Candice. Well, yeah, that's true. But that's because she'll be world champion by the end of the year. <laughs> uh, that, well, that remains to be seen. But uh, apparently she got hurt over the weekend. Yeah, so, she missed the on show, which we'll talk about in a bit as well. So I'm not really sure what her status is at the moment. So, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. But, I mean, the possibilities of the, the matches that you can have, it's just unpredictable. Yeah. The, the, the fact that they announced, you know, Pentagon Jr. as well as uh, Aerostar, I, my jaw dropped. Because I cannot believe that they got him. And I'm so happy and jealous at the same time. <sighs> that crowd is going to be insane. And a lot of people are going to be, you know, flying in to go to Reseda. Where are the famous people? We need to tell them. <laughs> I know last year, I mean, there were people like from coming from the, the entire U.S., uh, 
people came from uh, Europe, uh, Canada. I even heard that some people came from Russia to, you know, to watch uh, Bola last year. So you know it. Sort of thinking with her schedule as well, whether a certain rowdy person might be there. Who knows? I mean, well, that's going to depend if they can fit enough people because. Damn it! When those tickets go on sale, it's gonna be insane. I'm pretty sure they'll crash the well, server. That's the, yeah. In case you're wondering, if you want to get tickets for Fremendous Four, uh, too bad because they went on sale uh, on Thursday yesterday. So um, they're gone. yeah, they're gone. But uh, we will certainly keep everybody informed as to the date and time and everything for when the tickets go on sale for Bola. Because you need to be there like half an hour early and refreshing a lot. I think, and you know, obviously we record on a Wednesday, I think Insane uh, Championship Wrestling, and this is the actual one in the UK, not the one that I screwed up on last week. Apologies, uh, Impact Championship Wrestling for calling you Insane Championship Wrestling. Um, they re... It, it aired last year in Scotland, but it got aired on a bigger station over here, um, Insane Fight Club 2, you know, with their tour to uh, the UK. Uh, I was just, you know, randomly checking uh, promotions to see when they're having their next shows and whatever, and I couldn't get ICW's page up, which made me wonder... Their website's crashed, hasn't it? Because everybody's looked at it after watching the documentary. So, <laughs> it got crashed, yeah. Well, uh, just going back on topic here, uh, I'm kind of happy that they announced that Gallo is going to be a part of uh, the tournament because, you know, I, I've said it, uh, the last time I saw him in a wrestling person was for uh, Evolve and FWE, and I said that I wouldn't be surprised if at some point... That he makes an appearance for PWG and, you know, already announced for the biggest tournament in the U.S. So, uh, I'm pretty sure he'll do very well there. I mean, it's it's going to be nuts. Speaking of uh, going to be nuts, good old Shikara. So, oh, yeah. we've already had, uh, I'm trying to think, we had Team uh, Bullet Club, Team Lucha Underground, I guess technically Team AAA, whatever you want to call it, uh, Team Fight Club Pro and Team uh, Attack Pro, I think it was, based out of Canada, but sorry, based out of Cardiff. Wales, um, or at least that's where the Shikara show happened, where they supported. So now we have Team 5. And uh, considering that you said Sandrova, uh, it would be they'd start naming teams from uh, their already given roster. Uh, I, I guess you got it wrong. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, they announced another outside team, and outside being the key operative word. <laughs> well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, it is the the Blue World Order. Uh, Blue meaning 
uh, Stevie Richards and uh, Hollywood Nova, if I'm not mistaken. Which, to be perfectly honest, I was <laughs> I was a bit disappointed. But at the same time, this is King of Trios and this is Chikara, so you're gonna get your your odd teams announced, and that's definitely an odd team. But at the same time, they will fit the Chikara mode, especially that weekend. So I'm sure they'll have uh, some. Uh, they, you, you never know; they might have some uh, uh, possibly funny moments that weekend. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of opportunity, and plus with Stevie, you could get, you could basically go through every single character that he's been, Ran- randomly becomes, randomly becomes right to set to Stephen Richards. Yeah, he could <laughs> do that. Have to see. Um, now another little bit of news. Um, uh, Jersey Championship Wrestling is apparently renaming itself um, after long and thoughtful consideration. Um, the statement says uh, from company owner and creator Ricky Atazu, uh, the company that began over a decade a decade ago will be retired for a new and more dynamic brand called Game Changer Wrestling. Bit of an odd name, but anyway, yeah. In a statement on his personal social media page earlier uh, in the week, uh, Mr. Atazu spoke of the company's need for growth and development outside of their company's home base of New Jersey and looking toward neighboring states such as New York, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, and as far north as uh, Maine. So basically, they don't want to be just associated with Jersey. They want to do shows here and there whenever they can over more of the Midwest area, I guess. And I believe this will be starting with, I think the next show, this, it's, it says here, the uh, Food Truck and Rock Carnival taking place on September 19th and 20th in Clark, New Jersey, which will also feature music as well. And probably given by the title, Food Trucks. But yeah, the uh, the name is being the, the the Jersey Championship Wrestling name is being ditched. I know of a game, you know, GCW just you know sounds like a, a good moniker anyway. But Game Changer Wrestling, it, unless you change the game quickly, that's going to be a name that doesn't seem like it's going to be entirely great. But you know, we'll have to see what happens when they. Uh, start having shows again in a few months. It says here as well, they want to feature a change from family-orientated entertainment to a product for the wrestling audience that craves a more adult-orientated alternative. Okay, it's to great. Basically, Nick Gage. <laughs> Nick Gage. I guess that's what... Or perhaps a move away from having as many legends in, like, Jake the Snake and Hacksaw and the Patriot like we're on the, the last show at Six Flags that we covered uh, was it it was last week or a couple of weeks back I'm not sure yeah, I, I, I really have no thoughts about this I, I don't care no problem um, have you got any news Sandra 
Uh, it's been a pretty slow news week last seven days, but there was, uh, I, I guess, a really surprising news, an exciting news in a way. Uh, Northeast Wrestling uh, in upstate New York has been running some uh, interesting show with some, um, I guess you call it, in some ways it's somewhat of a shindy kind of promotions, bringing in some big talents. Mm-hmm. And uh, they announced one big match that is occurring on Saturday, August uh, the 1st. In uh, and I hope I don't butcher this. Uh, in uh, Wap- Wapingers Falls, New York. <laughs> I hope I pronounced that right. In the Dutchness Stadium baseball field, I'm guessing. Uh, first time ever, Young Bucks will be taking on Alberto El Patron and wait for it. Ray Mysterio Jr. Ooh. Okay. That seems a bit... I have a randomly put together booking, but okay. <laughs> I gotta be honest, that sounds like a very interesting match, I will say. Definitely. That's, that's only a month away, kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think there is... There is a show that Alberto's part of next week, which we'll touch on. I think it's the charity show uh, in Houston somewhere. Mysterio obviously doing as little bookings as I, mean, I, I guess his booking for the month of July is the uh, the House of is it the House of Glory show that he's in in July or is it? No, that's in August. That's in August yeah. as well, right? He's resting up before that, then I guess. Well, he's he's busy, you know. Promoting the term Terminator movie in Mexico, so is he in it? I don't think so. It would have been fun if he was. <laughs> it was just, but I, I know for a fact that I heard that uh, in the movie theaters in Mexico, uh, they have a commercial of him about pretty much just hyping up the Terminator movie. Right. Okay. Right, so I guess that's all for new. Quite news week because everything happened at PWG and beyond. And it's, uh, so, and of course, 4th of July weekend here in America. So, you know, everybody's taking a break. And it's Canada Day in Canada. As recorded. Yeah. No, well, no, trust me. I'm sure they'll drag it out to the weekend as well. They got they got to drown their sorrows, you know, that their women's football team got knocked out of the World Cup. Oh, did I mention that? Damn it! Sorry. Um, <laughs> as I say that, we probably might be about to lose to Japan, but whatever. So if if I suddenly get excited and you, you know that England made it into a World Cup final for the first time in what like forty nine years, I might be, I mean I might be collapsing with exhaustion and fainting. I don't know. So we'll get to the results. Uh, starting off with the New Japan show, at, or I guess the June New Japan show at Kurokan Hall, because they've got one coming up this week as well, because they like that place. Well, I guess they're going to be there for a while anyway next month. For the I think is it two? Is it a couple of nights they got back to back at Kurokan Hall? And then I think they've got three nights back to back at Sumo Hall. Something like that. 
So, uh, Road to Dominion from last Sunday. Uh, we had Rosuke Taguchi beat Jay White with the Oh My and Gar Ankle. That's a great move for the. That's a great name for the move. Uh, Tiger Mask 4 beat Shotanaka with a chicken wing face lock. Jushin Thunder Liger victorious over Dave Finley with uh, Waki Gatame. Uh, Mascara Dorada beat Yohei Kamatsu with the Dorada screwdriver. Uh, the team of Tenkoji of Hiroshi Tenzan and Satoshi Kojima beat Yuji Nagata and Captain New Japan with Tenzan putting Anaconda voice on the captain. Then in your Bullet Club six-man tag match one, uh, it was Tetsuya Naito, Manabu Nakanishi, and Kushida beating Bad Luck Fale, Tamatonga, and Kenny Omega with uh, Naito getting a front-rolling clutch hold on Tonga and a flash pin as well in that sense. But uh, Kenny Omega did steal Kushida's best of a Super Juniors trophy following the match. So we're building story towards this coming weekend, definitely. Uh, then we had Team Chaos of Rapongi Vice and Okada beat uh, the Bullet Club of Yujiro, Anderson and Gallows with Okada hitting the Rainmaker on Yujiro. Afterwards, Romero claimed that Chaos would claim all the belts back at uh, Sumo Hall with Rapongi getting the IWGP Junior belts back and Okada getting the IWGP Heavyweight title back as well. Uh, then we had the 5-on-5 five five Eliminator uh, with Goto, Makabe, Tanahashi, Shibata and Homa versus Nakamura, Ishii, Yanu, Sakuraba and Yoshihashi. Uh, one of the additional rules to this one, it, not, it wasn't just pinfall submission, it also over the top rope would have been uh, accepted as an eliminator. Uh, so first, uh, Makabe and Ishii got eliminated, following Lariats to one another on the ring apron. Then Tanahashi eliminated Yano after Yano was hanging on the ropes. Then Yano created a distraction, which allowed uh, Sakuraba to pin Tanahashi. Then... Uh, Sakuraba and Shibata both got eliminated after Sakuraba pulled Shibata over the rope and hooked in a triangle sleeper on the apron. Uh, so it was from there, it was uh, two on oh no, it was two on two at then at a point. Uh, Nakamura sent Goto over the top rope. Then Homba eliminated Yoshihashi following the Kakeshi. And then the bomber yeah was enough for Nakamura to pin Homma and I guess be the sole survivor and that's how the show ended oh. uh, just quickly because I just reminded myself uh, just go back oh. just go back to news uh, this involves Ring of Honor and their Field of Honor show it was announced this past week that Alex Shelley will be a part of that show in Brooklyn and he's gonna uh -oh. he's gonna be teaming with uh, Kushida, and they announced the uh, the first match for that show. Uh, the Time Splitters will be taking on the Briscoe Brothers. And they just lost thanks to a last minute goal, which was an own goal. Ouch! I know what I'm doing on Saturday night. Third place playoff. We're gonna beat Germany. Oh God! Not another 1966 reminder. 
Um, Anyways. <laughs> so next we get to Impact Championship Wrestling. Which uh, had its double impact shows this Friday and Saturday. Uh, starting off with the Friday one on night one, we had Anthony Gangon beat Ernie Osiris. Shane Swerve Strickland uh, defeated Shenron. AL Fox teamed up with Brian Myers to defeat Adversarial and Papadon. EYFBO beat uh, Jerry Janela and Danny DeManto. Uh, Chris Dickinson victorious over JT Dunn. Um, this is a random pairing. Matt Stryker and the Sandman back together. Defeated um, Kono and the Romantic Touch. Uh, the battle royal that they had next was won by Gene Snitsky. Then we had a triple threat tag uh, match with the Kingdom coming out on top of Taven and Bennett, beating Brandon Watson, Randy Summers of Milk Chocolate, and Team Tremendous of Bill Carr and Dan Barry. Uh, EC Negro beat Casey Blade, and the main event saw Samoa Joe beat Amazing Red. Uh, then on night two, and you know, these results are taken from uh, ICW's own website, although the one that isn't listed there is listed everywhere else, which is confusing. So I'll mention that one first. Uh, Brian Myers beat Papadon in a Queens Boulevard street fight. Uh, Matt Stryker teamed up with Steve Max, this time beating Ernie Osiris and Kono. Chris Hero victorious over EC Negro. Uh, Team Tremendous beat EYFBO. Chris Dickinson, victorious over Trevor Lee. Uh, AR Fox defeated Joey Janella. Colt Cabana came out on top over Biff Busick. And then this was originally supposed to be a four-way, but I, by the looks of it, Dan Math wasn't able to uh, appear for some reason, so uh, it was just a triple threat. It was Danny DeManto beating Amazing Red and Samoa Joe to win the vacant ICW title. Danny DeManto is, I guess, the man, literally. Uh, next, we get to CDRF Mid Atlantic's Absolute Justice from Gibsonville, uh, North Carolina. Uh, Aaron Biggs and Eric Royal in the opener defeated uh, the Wrights, Eric Andrews, and. Uh, Lost Cause Nick Richards in a Texas Tornado tag. Uh, Michael the Fury McAllister, Sis, and Prakash Sabar beat Colby Carino, Charlie Weston, and Chris uh, Show Smooth Lee in a six man tag. Marcellus King beat Honky, Co Honky Kong, Evan Banks. Okay, it's a bit weird. Uh, by knockout to resign possession of the CWF golden ticket. Uh, All-star Roy Wilkins with coach Gemini and Chappie beat the Kamikaze Kid by pinfall. Uh, the result meaning that Kazi has to become the All-Stars water boy by stipulation. Apparently because of this, uh, the other guys made sure that everybody was upgraded in status so that uh, Kamikaze Kid was basically the lowest form of representation in the in the group. Being the heels that they are. Uh, Cedric Alexander beat Smith Garrett by pinfall. Uh, Jesse Adler was uh, crowned the new CWF Rising 
Generation League champ, beating former champ Eric Sharp by pinfall. Uh, basically, he put his hair on the line, Jesse did, and uh, there was a point when uh, the... Yeah, I'm just looking uh, Sharp, who I think is... Yeah, Sharp managed to grab some scissors and was about to cut the hair, but the uh, commissioner came out and said that the way it's going, which led to Jesse probably getting the win. Uh, Chet Sterling retained the TV title, beating Darius Lockhart by pinfall. Ethan Case also retained the Ultra J crown, beating Andrew Everett. And then uh, the main event, heavyweight title on the line, uh, Brad Attitude retains by pinfall in the steel cage. But there is an interesting note that happened here. So, uh, basically, uh, Rick Converse, who is affiliated, I think, with... Um, affiliated with Valiant. Oh, no, sorry, affiliated with Attitude. Um, because uh, the riot the riot group that uh, Valiant is with uh, was clearly overpowering, clearly overpowering Attitude. So, yeah, Converse came out, picked up a steel baton from the canvas, and the riot split to allow... Converse to finish off Attitude, but attacked Riot instead. But then as Converse exited the ring, Attitude rushed screaming, where have you been? And Converse turned and struck his friend and looked disgusted with himself before exiting the arena. And then, I guess somehow Attitude won, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in that main event. Heel turns, face turns... Conflicted turns. I guess conflicted would be more than one. Uh, their next show is coming up in a couple of weeks. And I think I think all these shows have been eventually aired uh, via the uh, CWF YouTube channel in part. as part of their weekly schedule of shows. Uh, so uh, now we come to the big two from this past weekend. Starting off with uh, Life Sucks and Then You Die from uh, Beyond Wrestling from Sunday. So it was announced before the show. Candice wasn't able to compete due to an injury. So Joey Ryan was put in a freeway instead with Cabana and Cockstrom. Uh, this then prompted Team Tremendous to come out as they were ready to talk. However, Kingdom made their way to the ring. And Bennett said that they were the best tag team in the world. But Death by Elbow wasn't even the best team beyond wrestling. And Team Tremendous were. So the Kingdom challenged them to an impromptu match. So opening match, Team Tremendous versus the Kingdom. Uh, Kingdom got the win after Maria distracted the ref, allowing Taven to low blow Carr and Bennett to hit Barry with the title. Uh, Taven then covered Barry and they picked up the win. And there was dissension between Team Tremendous. I think the video is up on our social media, certainly on Beyond's YouTube page. I think it was it Barry walking out on Car or was it Car walking out on Barry? 
Oh, they just released a video. It was uh, Bill Carr walking out. Carr was the one that was... Te- so, is Team Tremendous not so tremendous anymore? I have to see what happens. Uh, then we had the scientific ex- exhibition. Johnny Cockstrong, Colt Cabana, and the newly added Joey Ryan in what was now being described as a no-dick squalification. A no, I didn't pronounce that wrong. It's no-dick squalification because low blows and dick-based offense is legal. Uh, and this was, as it turned out, this was also a scientific exhibition elimination via no-dick squalification. Uh, Cockstrong eliminated Ryan first after stuffing his head in his trunks and landing a pole driver. Uh, but Colt got the win, picking up uh, Cockstrong, hitting him with a GTS, and then transitioning it into the Billy Goat's curse for the victory. Uh, Pinky Sanchez then made his return, attacking Colt and Cockstrong, along with uh, EYFBO and Yaka. Then the Golden Set Gods and uh, the symbiote of Dave Vega and Ricky Shane Page come out and cleared the ring, which led to Team Bazuzu uh, versus uh, Golden State Gods and the symbiote, uh, with Team Bazuzu winning after hitting Dave Vega with a triple team powerbomb, neckbreaker, double stomp combo, and Yaka then landed a superfly splash. Uh, David Starvin showed up, uh, making, making his return, called out Dave Cole, who's currently injured. Cole declined and instead had his friend Anthony Stone accept on his behalf. Uh, David Starr got the win in that one, reversing a meteor attempt into a roll-through. Then uh, the hit squad of Matthew and Monster Mac beat the hooligans of Devon and Mason Cutter after the hit squad put Mason through a table on top of Devon as he was laid out upon it. Afterwards, Team Pazuzu came in and laid them out because that's what they do. Then uh, Donovan Dijak beat Biff Busick with Feast Your Eyes in what's said to be a pretty damn awesome match. Uh, afterwards, the Kingdom came down and attempted to attack Biff, but uh, Drew stopped them, and Gulak then challenged the Kingdom for American Rana. So it looks as if it's going to be Taven and Bennett versus. Gulak and Busick. Oh, my word. <laughs> uh, Death by Elbow then beat the Hoods uh, after hitting uh, Davy Cash with dual rolling elbows. Nick Gage beat Stockade with a choke breaker. Uh, Team Pazuzu then attacked Gage after the match but was saved by Shenron and Kimberly, which led straight into uh, the grudge match which uh, Dickinson and Heidi Lovelace of Team Pazuzu won, beating Kimberly and Shenron after Lovelace hit Lee with a low blow. And then to add insult to injury, used the alligator clutch to pin her. And then the main event, uh, AR Fox beat Paul London after London missed a top rope Frankensteiner and Fox connected on a 450 splash. And I, I think that was, from what I remember, that was the the order that that last match or the decision for what was going to go on last was made through Facebook. Because Drew reached out and said, "Okay, we got a lot of matches here which would be worthy of being main event. Which one do you want to see?" And there were a lot of 
I think there was like four or five matches that could have been in the running, but uh, it was uh, Fox and London's match that came out on top, and it was your main event. I think that's a, I think that says a lot though about the the matches there being able to book that you're being able to get you being able to give the public the choice of what they want to close the card because even even Drew doesn't want to go I don't know what I want the main event to be Any thoughts Sandra Um, interesting to see uh, some of those matches. Uh, I've heard that uh, the Fox and London match was pretty good. Uh, I look forward to seeing what's going to happen at the American Rana uh, later this month. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, things being teased. <clears throat> a lot of prospects that could be happening and I have to see who else might get brought in and whatever. So finally, PWG's Mystery Vortex 3, Rock and Shock the Nation. That it did. It, it, it lived up to the title. It was a mystery, it was a vortex, and it certainly rocked and shocked the nation. In fact, it rocked and shocked the world. So much so, it was trending worldwide on Twitter. One man's name. And hashtag Mystery Vortex was trending worldwide. I know it was number one trend, but it was trending worldwide. Probably because we had another very famous person there. Um, actress from, I think, Modern Family and was recently in that Hot Pursuit film that's got nothing to do with the Need for Speed franchise of the same name. Uh, Sophie Ver- Vergera, I believe. It- Is that how it's pronounced? Uh, Sofia Vergara. Sofia Vergara, okay. Uh, she was in attendance. Uh, and uh, because of that, I think there was at least two or three uh, TMZ people. that <laughs> didn't seem to be like the perfect fit for wrestling, but it was like, this is good. More people are becoming aware of it. And something that I didn't know until uh, checking out the latest edition of Candice and Joey show, even the wrestlers didn't know who they were going to be wrestling until like an hour before uh, or a few hours before showtime. So even they're left in the dark. You know, as Candy said, it's probably like, oh, well, you're probably told weeks before. And it's like, nope. It's a mystery to everybody until practically, well, certainly the day of. The event, which I guess leaves it up to uh, some exciting, some exciting, uh, exciting, excitingness. That's even a word. It probably isn't. Either way, uh, the show opened with Tommaso Champa beating Johnny Gagano with Project Champa. Then uh, the world's cutest tag team beat Monster Mafia when Candice got revenge. For the uh, title loss uh, at DDT by pinning Alexander after a top rope reverse Rana. Uh, there were chants for Alexander afterwards, so they uh, gave him the send off that he rightfully deserves, which is good to see. Uh, Biff Busick then beat uh, Timothy Thatcher with a headlock choke. 
Uh, Ricochet sort of tweeted that uh, he wasn't at the show uh, and tweeted that he would be back in July. Probably wasn't at the show because he's busy in Dragon Gate Japan at the minute. Uh, then we had the PWG title, so a bit randomly placed. Uh, Roderick Strong beating Mike Bailey after two Orange Crush backbreakers. Uh, Brian Cage beat John Silver. Uh, Zack Sabre victorious over Chris Hero with an armbar submission. And then your main event, with thanks to interference from Roderick Strong, the Young Bucks beat Everett and Lee to win the tag titles with a Meltzer driver. And then it started going crazy. So obviously the Young Bucks and the and Roddy are celebrating together. Um, I think they take out Candice and Joey. And uh, I can't remember if anybody else got in the ring. Not sure, but... Um, Yeah, they they did that. Uh, Knox then came from the back with a chair, took out the box, but Strong uh, took him out instead and prepped the chairs ready to uh, give him an orange crush backbreaker on the chairs until the lights went out. And you know what that means in PWG. Because the lights came on and Super Dragons in the ring. Yep. And then he grabs Nox. And what Super Dragons finisher again? Uh, Cycle Drivers 1 through 4. Or maybe 5. I think he, he, has like he Psycho Drivered Nox through the chairs. Yeah. Opened his cape and revealed Mount Rushmore 2.0. And somewhere, some bloke called Kevin Steen is smiling and going, You bastards! <laughs> I think even you were smiling, Sandra, as well, because I could tell just from like. The message you said to me on Facebook the following morning. <gasps> Holy shit. Super Dragon's back. And he's part of Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, I woke up on Saturday and I was going through my, my Twitter and I, I read what happened on PWG and I could not believe what had occurred. Insane. And then uh, I saw the footage uh, this morning when I was at work and man, that crowd just went complete ape shit. When the super dragon was in the ring, yeah, and when he when he when he turned heel, the crowd didn't care. This is the power of Mount Rushmore. This is the power of the best tag team in the world. Um, one of the most overdue PWG World Champs, and the guy that started it all, arguably, in Super Dragon. Oh, my word. And then, just to get even more tasty, you know, uh, Super Dragon takes out practically everybody, including Excalibur. Beats the crap out of him. And then Biff Busick comes out. 
and goes face to face with Super Dragon. And now I'm wondering, something is Super Dragon coming out of retirement? Because Dragon versus Busick would be fucking ridiculous. Well, that's the match that uh, Busick has been wanting the last several months. True, but after what happened, he was just like in all caps. Now I really want Super Dragon. So, uh, I don't know. Bowler, you think? Or do you think they might... I think they should save it till Bowler. I don't think they should give it away as soon as the anniversary show. Well, here's my concern. Uh, the last time Dragon uh, returned was at the, uh, the Steam Wolf show. Which was, what, 2012? Yeah, it was the... Uh... No, I'm sorry, it was uh, Fear, and then he had a head match at the Steam Wolf show. And then at uh, Kurt WrestleMania number three, I want to say, I think it was, he got hurt. Uh, I remember him teaming with uh, Steen and Tozawa. I don't remember who he fought against. It's been a couple of years. But in that match, he, I think he broke his ankle. Mm. And then he had to step away. And that was the last time we saw him. Um, I'm worried if he can go physically. Because if he starts wrestling with whoever and he gets hurt again, then it's going to be like, well, there it goes again. The only positive thing I thing I think we can take from it is that he's given it much longer a gap in between healing. Because I'm trying to think, wasn't it like a year long gap between the last time and like Steam Wolf? That was uh, 2012, I want to say. Before then, then, was it like 2010, 11 time that he was there before he came back? It might have been. I'm not sure. I, I don't remember, to be honest. Because the key thing to note with this is it's been, what, over two and a half years? Yeah. So, it, it, whatever it is, it's more than likely now to have fully healed. Which I guess is the, the positive. Well, um, some people... Plus, you know, because we obviously don't know who's underneath those masks. You don't know what they've been doing in terms of, you know, uh, training or, you know, working with, uh, I don't want to say developmental talent, but up-and-comers, if you know what I'm saying. Getting them into ring shape. PWG's own version of Tough Enough, except it doesn't have Paige. (laughs) Well, some people who were at the show live said that uh, he lost a bit of shape uh, the last time that they saw him, so that's somewhat of a plus. Obviously, if he is going to wrestle, 
you know, he's been away for like about two years. We don't know if he can go or not. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's been training last several months at this. And I'm pretty sure he's not going to rush this. So we'll have to wait and see if he'll get involved in a match at the, at the anniversary show or maybe at the uh, Bowl of Weekend. But uh, definitely very, very exciting times in PWG right now. And uh, you know what? I I don't mind this uh, incarnation of Mount Rushmore. I think it fits well. Of course, you have uh, two of the two members of the previous version. Of course, the Young Bucks. You have Roderick Sean, which makes sense because he's the world champion and everybody hates him. And of course, you have Super Dragon. You know, one of the founding fathers of the promotion. So. I hopefully as long as Super Dragon doesn't get hurt, I think this can work. Yeah, it's it's certainly as long as they do it right, it's going to be good. But uh, we'll have to see. So uh, yeah, that is your uh, rundown of everything that's happened this past week. Uh, when we come back. We'll probably have to uh, go a little bit more in-depth than we usually do in terms of previews. Just because I don't want this show to be basically an hour and a half. Because, as you'd understand, it's 4th of July weekend, so not a lot of wrestling's happening. Other than, you know, that WWE thing in Japan. But we're not talking about that because that ain't indie enough. Because there's no indie talents on it. Well, there's some, but... They've moved on. Um, so uh, we have got quite a few other Japan shows. Uh, Dragon Gate have got one. Uh, New Japan have got not one but two. And then we've even got a couple of shows that are happening next week, which because they're because they'll be happening after this gets put out as a podcast, uh, we're going to mention it this week. So. Also, it does help because apparently next week there is about 47 shows possibly having events. That's going to be a clusterfuck to deal with. So, um, previews of uh, those shows uh, will be coming up in the next part of this week's whole indie show. Hey there, listeners of the SNS Radio Network. My wife here. Now, as most of you listeners know, I happen to promote my own albums every now and again, and the latest one is now available. Yes, Dream Sphere. The musical journey that takes you through the realm of fantasy is now available at mindwipestudios.info. 14 tracks plus a couple of bonus tracks, all available for the neat little price of 10 bucks US. $10 US or pay. So check it out today. It's got some great tracks, including Witchwood, Dream Sphere, Flights of Dragons, and many, many more. Dream Sphere, available at mindwipestudios.info. 
If you trained, say your prayers, and ate your vitamins, then you'll love the Hulkamania Chronicles. Sean Beckerman, host of Beyond the Bell, your pro wrestling nostalgia podcast, breaks down the history and career of the legendary Hall of Famer, the immortal Hulk Hogan. Each edition covers a different era in the history of the Hulkster as we relive our childhood hero. From the beginning of Hulkamania in the mid-80s and the birth of WrestleMania through the challenging times of the steroid trial all the way to his jump to WCW and the formation of Hollywood Hogan and the New World Order and then his return to the WWF leading in to the Hall of Fame. This edition covers it all. You can catch the Hulkamania Chronicles exclusively on Beyond the Bell here on the SNS Radio Network. Brother. Hey, wrestling fans, do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W., and each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. fan of the sns radio network want to keep up with what's going on with all the personalities and radio shows on the sns network well, let me tell you how you can check out the facebook group over at www.facebook.com groups slash sns radio network on twitter follow us at sns radio network you can follow me mr money on the mic jeff jackson at sns underscore jj sex a one these are just a few ways to keep up with all the happenings going on on the sns radio network And we're back for the next part of the whole indie show here on the uh, SS Radio Network. 
with Sandra and Ashley. And, uh, yeah, previews for this week. We'll start off with Dragon Gate Japan. Uh, we'll be having their Kurikan Hall show. This has already happened, but we're covering it here because we didn't get up to it last week. This has happened Thursday uh, and was aired live on Nico Nico. So, uh, did, did Dragon Gate Japan have an on demand thing yet, or are people going to have to find other means? I mean, the Nico Nico thing is on demand. Okay. But you're going to have to use like Google Translate for that. No problem. Um, so we got Shakuhoko Boy versus Kenoshiro Arai, uh, Yuti, Yosuke Santa Maria, and Kotoka and El Lindemann versus uh, the Jimmies of Gamma, Jimmy Kanda, uh, Mike Seidel. Is he a Jimmy? No, that's just a, a random team. They're not part of the Jimmies. I just thought it was a Jimmy because we have Mr. QQ Tanazaki Nawaki Tonanaka Dolphin. So, yeah, it's random. Uh, Don Fuji and Rio Jamie Saito taking on Punch Tominaga and Monday Ryu. Uh, KNS and Cyber Kong versus Super Shisa and Dragon Kid. Then uh, KZ and Masaki Mochizuki versus Jimmy Susumu and uh, Genki Horiguchi, H.A. Jimmy. Then in the international six man tag. Uh, Yamato, Naruki Doi, and Masato Yoshino take on Chima, Matt Seidel, and Ricochet. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> and then in another generation, well, considering the show's called The Generation Gate, it was going to happen. Uh, it's the new generation taking on the current generation. So it's uh, Big R, Aita, and T Hawk. Taking on Shingo Takagi, BB Hulk, and Akira Tozawa. I don't know what's going to happen there. Be interesting to see. So, uh, now we come to New Japan, and uh, they're going to be taking up Kurikan Hall this Friday. Uh, I think. From what I can tell, running head-to-head with uh, WWE show at Sumo Hall. Which does feature, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, Owens and Cena and uh, Jericho versus um, Bala. Along with other ones I can't remember. So, New Japan's got to offer something good in return. And to be quite honest, they have. Uh, We've got some... Mainly tag action, obviously, because it's a uh, house show sort of deal. So it'll be Yoikamatsu and Shotanaka taking on Red Dragon of Fish and O'Reilly. Uh, Tiger Mask for Yuji Nagata and Jushin Thunder Liger versus uh, Manabu Nakanishi, Rosuka Taguchi, and Mascara Dorada. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Satoshi Kojima, and Jay White versus Bad Luck Farley, Kenny Omega, and Cody Hall. Kenny Omega uh, apparently is also teaming up with Yajiro Takahashi to take on Kashida and Captain New Japan. He's wrestling twice? That doesn't seem right. Either way, that's awesome. Uh, Then 
Togi Makabe, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Tetsuya Naito is taking on Toriyano, Gado, and Tomohiro Ishii. Again, hang on, Tanahashi's wrestling twice. Um, okay. Uh, then uh, Hiroki Goto, Katsuyori Chibata, and Tomaki Homma will face Shinsuke Nakamura, Yoshihashi, and Kazushi Sakuraba. And then in the really tasty one, the special 10-man tag. Okada, Rapongi Vice, and The Kingdom. So that's, a, yeah, Okada, Romero, Beretta, Bennett, and Taven with Maria take on the Bullet Club of the Young Bucks, Gallows, Anderson, and AJ with Amber Gallows in tow. That's a pretty good tag to main event that show, I will say. It's a shame the other show's happening down the road to probably uh, usurp it. And uh, then, and this will go more in depth because this is one of the big shows, uh, New Japan's Dominion uh, July the 5th show in Osaka Joe Hall on Sunday afternoon local time, which is, I think that's like three in the morning American time or Eastern, I should say. I'm trying to remember from the, um, I think it's 13 hours difference because the show's starting at half six in Japan for half five in the morning for America. So that would be, yeah, three in the morning, bright and early on Sunday. It's going to be on New Japan World, as you'd expect. There was something that I did notice as well that, uh, Apparently, Samurai TV is starting up their own on-demand service. Yeah, but it's uh, available only in Japan. Okay. Oh, they ruined it. <laughs> they another chance to get more money. Uh, so, for this one, uh, we start off with the IWGP Junior Tag Freeway match as the Young Bucks uh, defend, the IWG, defend the belts against Rapongi Vice and Red Dragon. What is the likelihood of this title changing hands for the umpteenth time against Sandra? Huh. Uh, maybe. It's possible. Um, if, if they were to lose, I'd probably give it to uh, RPG Vice. I wouldn't. I wouldn't object to it. You know, Young Bucks retaining, or because because of how good these teams are, I wouldn't object to any of them winning and staying or becoming new champions. It's that it's that quality of field that junior tag division right now. It is impressive. Uh, then we've got Tomaki Homma teaming up with Tetsuya Naito to take on the Bullet Club of Bad Luck Farley and Yajiro. Honma seems to be on a move. So I don't know whether they're trying to hype him up as a possible G1 contender in this match. 
because Homer Mania has sort of been running wild, if you can call it that. Let's be honest, we could call it that because he's been wearing yellow trunks the last couple of shows, hasn't he? That's been his gear for his entire career. Yeah, but they haven't been as blatantly obvious that. <laughs> the la- I-, I guess it's because he dyed his hair blonde for the last couple of shows. What? No, he hasn't. He has that for his entire career. It's always been blonde. When I saw Hum before, when he was getting the belt, it wasn't as sort of blonde. I, don't, I, I think he's been going at the bleach. He's made it extra blonde. I don't know. He's got some nice and easy. He's, got, he's topping it up. Seen too much Dolph Ziggler. Um, anyway, uh, then we got the special singles match. Katsuyori Chibata versus Kazushi Sakuraba. I'm guessing this thing, this is going to be very MMA styled, more than likely, isn't it? Yeah, they've both got the backgrounds. Yeah, that's a very good chance of that happening. I'm very surprised that um, Sakuraba is still with New Japan for whatever reason, but uh, I hope uh, Shibata wins here and just moves on. Yeah, this is going with it. <laughs> Then uh, the first of our title, or the first of our singles titles matches, uh, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title on the line with Kenny Omega defending against Kushida. I'm guessing Kushida's probably going to have Shelly in his corner. More than likely, if Shelly is supposed to be around for the uh, Ring of Honor shows. So I'm sort of thinking... Do you think Kushida will get this one? Or do you think they'll do the crazy thing and have uh, Shelley be part of Bullet Club? No, that would be so ridiculous. <laughs> no, I, no, 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 no. Even Bruce Farp would be appalled. <laughs> How dare you? Don't, don't mention something like that again. Um... um you know what? Uh, you know Kenny ha- has had a belt, you know, since January. So, I mean, why not? Just you know, give it to Kushida. You know, uh, he won the tournament. You know, you know, uh, nine times out of ten, the the winner of the tournament usually gets the belt at the next show. And uh, you know, Kushida has worked hard uh, since. Joining, uh, you know, New Japan several years ago, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I think he's, he deserves it, to be honest. And uh, as far as uh, Shelly being on his corner, I think it's a possibly good chance he could be there. I know um, Shelly sent some like cryptic tweets like uh, last month, hinting that he was going to retire, but he never officially said it. I don't know uh, certain websites uh, took it as you know he's retiring from wrestling, but you know he never said it. See, this is where I, I, okay, perhaps I should backtrack on the Bullet Club thing, but I'm wondering if Shelly is going to, if not Bullet Club, Shelly could turn on Kushida and we get a a match between them for the belt somewhere down the line, possibly at the finals of the G1. Now that I wouldn't be opposed to. I think that would be interesting, Mm -hmm. you know. 
but uh, let's wait like uh, like two weeks after that, because then after the G1, uh, Okada and Nakamura are going straight to New York on the Northeast. Which I feel bad Nearly for them. Busy. I feel really bad for them because right after the tournament, they have like three days off, and then they have to fly uh, almost uh, eighteen hours to come here in the U.S. to wrestle for two shows. Yeah, but so have Kushida and Shelley, haven't they? But Kushida is not in the tournament. He's not in the G1. True, yeah. He's not going to be in action all the time. Very true. He's going to be very well rested. Well, they do still have the the undercard on tag matches for those shows, don't they? Or is it just... Is it just filled up with the the matches for the G1? No, it's just the G1. The only ma- the only that- the only way they're gonna have any buffer matches is it's gonna be like the last two nights of the tournament. Yeah, when we get to the because they're having quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals this year, aren't they? So there's certainly room there. Um, so uh, next title up for grabs uh, the never open white title. With Togi Makabe defending against Tomohiro Ishii. I think Makabe's probably going to retain this one because we can't have this title flip flopping between them all the time. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely agree. Uh, Makabe's going to retain. And uh, I I don't want this to happen, but I think it's going to happen. Uh, both guys are going to beat the living tower of each other. And that's you know like the last time, like the last time. Yeah, and that's right before the the G one, and of course last year Ishii went in that tournament 120 miles per hour, which cost him very dearly, and he got a shoulder injury because of it. Yeah, hope hopefully nobody gets seriously injured, but with the schedule that they're running, it's it's. I don't want to say it's likely, but it's 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 raising the risks of it certainly to happen. Uh, then we have the IWGP tag belts up for grabs with the Kingdom defending against uh, the former champs uh, Gallows and Anderson of the Bullet Club. Um, I'm guessing Bullet Club are going to get them back. But I think it makes more sense for them to get it back. But it would be a nice surprise to see Bennett and Taven retain them. Uh, I'm going to say the champions retain because I I want to see what they can do with the titles if they retain it on the Dominion show. I want to see how far they can go. Yeah, that's certainly, and and just to piss off the internet even more. Yeah. Although Mike Bennett's, Mike Bennett's making it beautiful. Although there are a few people that are now, uh, uh, I guess, are converting into fans of the kingdom. There's like less of, of people like most notably being beyond. Yeah. Beyond absolutely hated those two, mm-hmm. well, especially Bennett. At the last show, not the uh, Life Sucks one, the, um, was it the double header with Scorned? Mm-hmm. They're absolutely over them. <laughs> so, 
then we have the special singles match. Troy Yano versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. I'm sort of feeling here Tanahashi's going to win and they're finishing this storyline up. Although you can't really say it's truly finished because more than likely it could crop up in uh, G1 if they do get paired in the same group. But I think Tanahashi should win and we just put this behind us. I think this whole thing has been hilarious from the start. And it definitely uh, has put Tanahashi away from the world title scene. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I want Yano to win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wouldn't mind that as well. But it's like Tanahashi's got to have some sort of momentum to look like a credible G1 winner. Because, yeah, as much as I like Toriyana's antics, I don't think shilling DVDs will get you the world title. Well, don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not saying that he's going to be, like, made of inventory or anything, but, you know, <laughs> He doesn't have to. He's got, like, the easiest job right now. It's just being a comedic wrestler, and the guy is over in Japan. Toriyana versus Colt Cabana. There you go. That'd be a thing. That'd be a thing. Well, that's not going to happen unless... Uh, I know, but jump. that would be a thing if it was. Yeah. Get that bloke with the giant moon head from the E3 conference to referee it as well. It'd be really surreal. <laughs> yeah, what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the characters in the, the Nier game that got announced, which nobody knows because nobody played the first one, so... <laughs> The fact that they're announcing a sequel is a little bit awkward. But it's like, I still refer to it as the guy who thought it was clever to take the moon from Lee Majora's mask. That's what I thought at first. <laughs> I I just call it that because it, just with the grin and everything and just being where it is. And, you know, just like looming on a big large screen. It literally was a case of, ah, oh, the moon's coming. It's the end of the third day. We're done for. World's going to end. <laughs> um, meanwhile back in the land of reality uh, the Intercontinental title will be on the line uh, with Hiroki Goto defending against Shinsuke Nakamura I think Goto will be probably retaining here more than likely it's not like Nakamura really needs the Intercontinental title anymore I'd actually like to see him transition into the heavyweight title picture again mm-hmm. yes I think him and AJ could put on a really good match if AJ keeps hold of the belt ooh you I, I just had a brainstorm you just said that oh but uh, first in this match um, yeah I definitely agree I, uh, I want to see Goto hold on to the IC title a bit longer so, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a hell of a match, as always. Yeah. <coughs> Speaking of hell of a match, the match that probably did happen in Impact Wrestling five, six years ago. Uh, AJ Styles defending the IWGP heavyweight title against Kazuchika Ricarda. I've got a feeling here that 
Okada might be winning this. I don't want it to happen. But I'm just wondering whether... I'm trying to think. The G1 winner gets the... Is it the G1 winner that gets the shot to for Wrestle Kingdom? Yep. They get their own briefcase as well. And then they'll have to defend it you know, up until Wrestle yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm... Was it the last show when we had Nakamura Okada? No, it wasn't, was it? No, that was uh, last year's G1. Yeah, but that was the G1. It wasn't... Um... Wrestle Kingdom. No. Because I'm wondering whether you're going to have the two figureheads of Chaos facing off each other on January 4th. Obviously, a lot can happen then because Okada could get the title between, you know, when we're done with uh, G1 in August. And uh, December, obviously. But um, I think for this time, I'll say AJ retains. But I wouldn't be surprised if they're thinking Nakamura Okada for uh, the main event back all the way in 2016 in the future. I'm pretty sure this is going to be a great match. Between both guys, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with AJ retaining this the board title. Now, uh, going back to my uh, brainstorm here. Here's the brainstorm. Obviously, after the G1, you know, uh, Shinsuke and uh, Okada, they're going to the US for two shows in Ring of Honor. And obviously, uh, Ring of Honor, you know, uh, they're going to need help bringing in some fans for that uh, Saturday show, you know, because of course they're going head to head with NXT. And I, I think they're also going head to head with the JR QA show that same mm-hmm. day, although I'm not sure if it's on the afternoon or in the evening. I, th- I think normally when that happens, JR likes to be at the show afterwards when it's happened previously he's always done it in the afternoon so he can go to the ring of honor or the wwe nxt or whatever show that happened is happening later on that day well if ring of honor wants more people for the saturday show and they want some more tickets i think the the possible smart thing to do Have AJ uh, defend the IWGP World Title on that show against uh, either Nakamura or Okada. Mm-hmm. Just for people to buy tickets to the show and go to the show. Now, It'd certainly be the right sort of draw that they need. Yeah. Now I I don't know if AJ is even booked for that show. And obviously, he'll be also very tired because that will be, of course, after G1. But that's just uh, my feelings if they wanted to draw more people to that show. 
I think that will be the smartest thing to do. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, so there you go. Our thoughts on New Japan right there. We'll have to see if we're wrong. Because we probably will be. So now we sort of jump to next weekend, even though it isn't. Because uh, I guess because it's so crazy over the next weekend in terms of various sh companies uh, having shows. Certainly over the next couple of weeks, it's, it's going to be practically everybody is having, over the next three weeks, is having a show, at least. Uh, so some are catching up, sort of, and having shows on Thursday, the uh, 9th. Uh, one of which is Global Force Wrestling. They're going to be having uh, a show in Appleton, Wisconsin, at the Fox City Stadium on 2400 North Casaloma Drive uh, in as I previously mentioned, Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, you can go to Global Force Wrestling's website for details on tickets for that. I would tell you the card, but they haven't revealed it yet. I guess because we're so far in advance compared to what we were the last time. So I might mention that card next week, even though uh, we won't know what will be happening. And then Valkyrie. Uh, Valkyrie will be have it, making their return to Woodbury Heights, New Jersey uh, on Thursday, July the 9th. Uh, you can get more info on their Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Valkyrie Women's. The Twitter page, again, uh, twitter.com slash Valkyrie Women's. And on Valkyrie's YouTube page. Uh, it's going to be entitled Valkyrie 6, the Anniversary Spectacular at the Woodbury Heights Community Center, uh, 741 Helen Avenue, Woodbury Heights, New Jersey. Uh, there's going to be a meet and greet between 6 and 7 for those people that I get the uh, the meet and greet tickets. The doors themselves open at 7 with a bell time of 8. Uh, on the card for this one, uh, we have a lot of first-time-ever matches. Uh, we're going to have... Uh, the Swag Queen, Jay Cruz, taking on the Afro-Punk, Nina Monet. Uh, Nyla the Destroyer takes on superstar Nikki Adams. Uh, Angel Dust faces Diana Perazzo. Uh, then Hania the Howling Huntress faces Ashley America. Uh, we've also got Baruch... Borikua, Borisua, don't know how it's pronounced. Uh, Borikua Lightning versus Native Thunder. As it's uh, La Rosa Negra with Los Abusadores Internacional uh, taking on Rene Michelle. Then Sumi Sakai takes on Bones or Jesse Brooks. With a rematch, uh, yeah, that's a rematch happening there. Apparently, with uh, it says with Casey on the line, so I guess whoever wins becomes a number one contender, from what I can tell from that. Uh, Davian faces Lexia Avery in a Texas ball rope match, and in the main event, Casey Carlisle makes her fourth defense of the Queen of Valkyrie title. Against Kimber Lee. 
who I think that's the first time Kimberly's been in since Valkyrie 2, I think. Or was she in Valkyrie 3? I can't remember. No, she was on one of the Valkyrie shows. I don't remember. Um, I, I kind of fell out of that promotion. Uh, also, uh, there's a couple of uh, meet and greet exclusive matches for those that do go for the earlier entry. Uh, in their professional in-ring debut, uh, the Secretaria de Defensa Natalie, with her Los Abusadores Internacional uh, members, La Rosa Negra y Executivo Jorge Estrella, will face Catra the Clockwork Angel. And uh, also... Uh, There'll be a pro wrestling BAM showcase match of the New England sensation All Good Anthony Green taking on Diva Dickie Rods with superstar Nikki Adams. Uh, Savannah Evans is also set to be debuting, but her match is not listed. And in case you're wondering, you know, can I afford to go? Uh, I'd say you can do because front row admission is only 20 bucks. Uh, general admission is 15. Uh, children 10 and under get the front row access for $15 and general admission for 10. And there is an additional $10 charge for the meet and greet. So that's uh, a couple of matches and obviously meet and greet stuff because that's why it's called a meet and greet. So, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, there's actually another little bit of uh, stuff regarding Valkyrie as well. Uh, their previous events are available via on-demand rental and for purchase starting at only five bucks at their website, ValkyrieWomens.com. And they do put uh, occasional matches up for free on their YouTube page as well. And uh, yeah, so uh, a couple of shows happening before we get uh, back on air next week. So I thought I'd mention them and get the word out for them so they don't get sort of stuck in the cracks and forgotten about because that doesn't look too bad a card, actually, for Valkyrie. I will admit some of the ones over the past couple of shows haven't been um, as strong on paper as they could have been, but there's enough matches there that are... Leaving me thinking, you know, uh, if you're in the area and you've got, you know, 15 or 20 bucks, uh, be worth going to see. Plus, you know, it's a Thursday. What else are you going to watch? Smackdown? Nobody does. <laughs> I don't know whether anything. I'm trying to think, that, that weekend's going to be a bit crazy for New York anyway, so. Uh... And plus, there is a Valkyrie showcase match on the Tier 1 wrestling card, I think, isn't there? From what I remember. Yeah. That'll all be happening. So, yeah, next week, when it starts to get busy again. It's the, it's the only time when we get a week off. Thank. I want to say thank sort of God, because then, when it comes the next couple of weeks, we're going to be... Absolutely cream crackered. Um, either way, uh, 
that has been this week's show. Uh, make sure you check out all the other shows on the network. Uh, you know what they are. Go to SNS Radio Network for more info on all the shows. Um, if you want to get in touch with us with uh, your thoughts on any news, uh, cards you think we should be mentioning, you know, shows that you've been to you want to give us your thoughts on, get in touch with us via these methods and I'll hand you over to Sandro to tell for him to tell you them. Find us on Facebook. Uh, just search for the whole indie show like us over there find us on twitter at t-w-i-s underscore podcast find us on itunes and stitcher just search for the whole indie show subscribe rate us and receive that and you can find all the archives and rss feeds over at snsradionetwork.com so to prepare us for everything that's going to go be down in the next few weeks Plus also that thing called Goku vs. Superman version 2. Oh dear. Time for a little OK Go. And it's time for Here It Goes Again. So, that being said, this was Ashley. That was Sandro. This has been your weekly slice of indie goodness. We'll see you next week, everybody. Happy 4th of July.
I'm so wrong.